0: Hello and welcome to the Informed Traveller Podcast, Western Canada's premier travel podcast, where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveller. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. Have you ever suffered from jet lag? Now, I have to admit, uh, it's been a long time since I've taken a long-haul flight, but in a few moments, we're going to talk about jet lag. It's a common problem when it comes to those long overseas flights, so we'll get some tips on how to alleviate the problem of jet lag. We're also going to head to the Dominican Republic. There's been a lot of negative news about traveling there lately. So we'll talk with the general manager, of the newly opened Grand Reserve at Paradisus Palma Real in Punta Cana to get his thoughts and learn about the resort in general. And later, we'll play a conversation we had with the folks from Discover LA when we were in Southern California a few weeks ago. But as I mentioned, we're going to start things off talking about jet lag. So here to help us out with some advice on how to alleviate the problem of jet lag is Jason Komet. He's a pharmacist and owner of the Polaris Travel Clinic. Hi, Jason. Hi, Randy. Uh, okay let's start uh, with a simple definition now, <laughs> so we all know what we're talking about what is jet lag?
1: Well, I think the best way to describe jet lag is the way you feel lousy when you've traveled you know more than three time zones typically, and you know your body is not basically working on the time of your destination time, and you have all the symptoms of just, you know, not like either not being able to fall asleep or not being able to stay awake and just the feeling kind of generally miserable as a result of your, um, the, the changeover in time zone. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you, uh, well, I, you already answered my uh, next question was how many time zones do you, uh, have to travel across before you really start to notice it? You said three or so, right?
1: Yeah, I, usually three, uh, is sort of the where you start and it's almost. Uh, usually worse when you're going east as opposed to going west. Um, when you go west, it, it, your body does seem to be able to acclimatize a little bit faster. Uh, and then east eastward, though, I think you know uh, is is a bit more of a concern.
0: So, that was my next question. Is it worse going east to west or west to well, east? I, so, <laughs> I, I'm just uh,
1: I, I'm sick here. Apparently,
0: apparently, exactly. Okay, so now my next question, you maybe you know already, is how do we how do we alleviate some of the symptoms?
1: Well, you know, there's there's a few things to consider, and I think probably the most important things are not necessarily like you know you know, med-related or anything like that. They're more sort of uh, behavioral-type things. Um, I think one thing you should try and do as as quickly as you can is try to start thinking on the time of your destination. So, um, basically, when you're getting on that plane and you're heading off, um, you need to forget about what time it is from at home. and Start thinking about what time it is where you're going to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that... um, you know, trying to sort of get onto a schedule where you're sleeping at the times you're supposed to sleep uh, on your destination. Like, even when you get there, um, if it's daytime, you know, you should re- re- resist the temptation to, to sleep during the daytime. Um, and you always try to sort of adjust to that as quickly as you can. Um, that's probably the, the first thing you can do. Um, there are a couple other options uh, as well, you know, there's you talk about, you know, light exposure and that sort of thing, like trying to get yourself exposed to uh, daylight at the appropriate times. That usually helps out. And then there are a couple of medication options, too. You know, melatonin is a, a product which, you know, doesn't require a prescription, and, and there's some decent data behind it. Um, it can be taken. It's usually designed to be taken um, At the destination bedtime. So, what time you would be going to bed at your your, um, where you're going to? Mm -hmm. There's some data backing up the side effect profile, and it's usually um, you know pretty minor. So, that's always something to consider. Um, For other situations, sometimes a sleeping pill could be indicated. Uh, Now, those these things are typically you know prescription type things. Ideally, they're kind of the ones that you. Probably work the best because your uh, doctor can prescribe um, a very short-acting sleeping pill, and then that can induce sleep at the destination time. Or so sometimes you may need that. I typically I prescribe sleeping pills occasionally um, for this kind of thing for jet lag, but only usually if it's really super important, you get on schedule right away. If you have a business trip or something like that and you really need to get going, I find that most of the time for people that are not, not going for a business reason, going more for holiday reasons, mm-hmm. I usually try to avoid it because it's just something you don't really want to prescribe unless absolutely necessary and mm-hmm. it to be a real heavy need.
0: Uh, so, how long does it take usually to recover if we 're not using sleeping pills and just going uh you know letting our body adjust? Huh? How long does it take usually
1: Well, you know sometimes they say one day for every hour of, of the time zone you're changing now i i don't know if that 's necessarily um, you know a, a gospel uh, answer, but it it is one way of looking at it, and I think another thing that we typically find as well as a lot of times when people return from their trip, it, they have a longer recovery time. And part of that is when you're going and you're heading out on your trip, you're kind of excited. So mm. the adrenaline takes over a bit. And what you may end up finding is that you don't feel it quite as much. But when you get home, you know, the anticipation is gone. You're back to sort of the routine. And the, sometimes it's a bit harder on, on when you're back. Mm. Now, one thing I've noticed and I, I usually try to encourage people is if you, when you come back from your trip, you know if you have to go back to work or something like that, and you've got some scheduled stuff right away, that's great. But I think it's always important to uh, you know, get on a routine when you get back reasonably as quickly as you can. If, you know, for example, if you're if you're not working at the time or something, you know, schedule some appointments uh, in the morning to force you to get up because if you if you don't have a schedule or things to do, I think it's always even harder to recover.
0: Mhm. Well, good advice. Uh, Jason Commet's pharmacist and owner of Polaris Travel Clinic. You can find all these tips on their website, polaristravelclinic.ca. It's uh, always a pleasure to chat, Jason. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Randy. Thank you.
0: Well, there's been a lot of negative news about traveling to the Dominican Republic lately, so I thought it would be good to chat with someone who's been a resident there for a long time and get their take on things and also learn a little bit about one of the newly opened resorts in Punta Cana, and that is the Grand Reserve at Paradises Palma Real. So, we are very pleased to have join us now the General Manager of the Grand Reserve at Paradisus Palma Real in Punta Cana, Jamie Piedras-Martinez. Hola, Señor Jamie.
2: Hola, buenas, buenos días. <laughs> uh,
0: tell me about the uh, Grand Reserve. I understand this is uh, just opened back in December. It w- is it new, built from the ground up? I understand it's also part of a complex of uh, other resorts too, right?
2: Right. Um, just opened six months ago. It's a brand new property and also a brand new brand uh, within the, the company. The Grand Reserve is uh, uh, six months old already and uh it's a 432 uh, room hotel uh, very high end and it's uh, really targeted in the 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 highest uh, kind of uh, clientele here in in uh, in the Dominican Republic.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking on your website from the melia.com website uh describes the place a perfect combination of nature and luxury in Punta Cana for the whole family. So you covered it all pretty much, right?
2: Yeah, this is uh, uh, we like to say that this is a hotel for everyone. It's uh, it's a hotel that really the space we have is up to 800 rooms, and the company built 432, just to show you that you're going to be really, you're going to have plenty of a space to really. It's one part of, part of the luxury it's that you have. Uh, uh, plenty of uh, space to, to be there, and uh, you don't really, really feel crowded, the hotel, any time. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, tell me about the location. Uh, where, whereabouts in Punta Cana is it?
2: Yes, it's in Bávaro. Bávaro is uh, one of the best uh, beaches of, of of the area, and also uh, it's one of the parts that started uh, on the 70s, uh, Bávaro area. Uh, we are just uh, 10 minutes far from the airport, from Punta Cana Airport and uh it's really a corridor where you have uh, all a uh, couple of uh, hotels there and uh it's really nice and uh really close uh, really really uh front uh, in in the beach so um and uh, really calm it's uh it's an area where where you can really stay with the family and no, no, no trouble at all.
0: Hmm. Uh, well, I'm looking at some of the images too. The uh, pool area. Let's start there. It looks spectacular. Uh, obviously, it's built for families because it looks like it's got a, a great little play area there or, or a larger play area for the children, right?
2: Yeah, we have we have uh, we have twelve pools in the in the in, in the whole hotel. Um, we have uh, the hotel is a round shaped hotel. It's like a circle, by the way. And all the ground floors are, are rooms where you have uh, the swim-up concept. That means that you can get into a pool through your room. From your own room, you can go to a the, to the pool. So uh, taking that in consideration, we have uh, also a main pool. It's 75 meters long. It's like an Olympic pool and a half. Um, and in the winter, even we have not really had a winter in Punta Cana, but you, uh, this pool can be heated. In, in winter. So it's even a nice thing. We have also our uh, water park that is sort of very focused for the children. No, it's a water park with uh, three different pools and it's up to from one uh, year old up to 12, 13 years old. They can really, really enjoy in that park.
0: Mm-hmm. So what other kind of amenities uh, do you offer?
2: Yeah, we have uh, seven restaurants, by the way, uh, different restaurants, uh, very good restaurants. We have a steakhouse, we have uh, Asian, we have uh, Latin, a Latin, Mediterranean. Also, we have a uh, lemon fish, is our uh, It is the Peruvian uh, uh, fish, uh, raw fish uh, type of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have also a very nice uh, sport bar, um, also Dominican uh, restaurant a uh, beach club and also the 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 buffet is a breakfast lunch and dinner buffet our buffet because of as i said we are a very high end hotel our buffet is competing with all a la carte restaurants. Uh, it's so good. Is Even with a buffet, we try to serve individual portions so you can be like in a, in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's also really, really hard. For kids, it's, it's amazing. I have three kids, by the way. So every time I, I go to the hotel, my wife told me that I prefer <laughs> to go to the buffet because we can take the food really fast
3: <laughs> and
2: everybody can have the, what they want, no? Yeah. So, um, uh, and also, though, of that we have uh, plenty of activities during the day, sports, spinning, uh, yoga uh, with the kids we have also uh, salsa lessons for kids and the parents too so many of the of the activities we have for kids if the parents want to join they can do it together that is nice. a it's, a, it's a nice thing to do not only to to leave the kids and and we take care of them of course but if you want to join them and to to spend time with uh, time with them and have a new experience together we offer that too hmm uh, so it is an
0: all-inclusive correct yeah, And the specialty restaurants, do you need to do special reservations, or is it kind of a first-come, first-serve uh, thing?
2: We offer both things. If you prefer, uh, uh, from my point of view, after many years in the all-inclusive concept and this kind of luxury, we have, as I said, seven restaurants for 432 rooms. It's plenty of space. So it's up to you. If you want to have all the scheduled on during your, your stay with us, we can do it. We have a concierge service, so we can arrange this for you. But if you prefer to take a decision in the last minute, you, you don't want to make a decision at 9 o'clock in the morning. You prefer to, let's see what's going on during the day, mm-hmm. and then we can go uh, first go, first serve. We have uh, our, also our hostesses have the concept of a, of a waiting area, where we have a waiting lounge, we have a waiting bar. So if you, when you come, uh, we have no room available, but we have a really high turnover. So in less than 10 to 15 minutes having a drink, you will have your, your, your table. So it, it's up to you. If mm-hmm. you want to have a reservation, we can. If you want to prefer to do a, like a, a, um, a, a walking, we can do it. Too.
0: Nice. Uh, now, if you did want to leave the resort, there's other activities. And you mentioned the beach, too, not very far away, right?
2: Yeah, th- we, are, we, we are really um, uh, 700 meters far from the beach. Um, uh, we are not beachfront hotel. As, as you said at the beginning, we are inside a complex with other, other, other sister properties. Mm-hmm. Um, even we are not in the first line. We have uh, our, all the rooms are suites. And then we have our own private beach and our own private beach club that only for our guests. Okay, not all, all, all the guests cannot be there. Only our guests can be in that, in that part. And also we have electric golf carts that is uh, uh, getting you in two minutes to the, to the, uh, to the beach. It's quite nice, it's part of the experience, it's an electric golf cart, up to 23 people in a in a, a big big golf, golf mm-hmm. cart, and also our golf cart has GPS, so if you download the APP of Melia, you can know, like an Uber, you can, know, uh, you can uh, search the, the where is the, the next uh, golf cart coming, so you don't need to be stressed about how long you're going to take it. So it's quite nice, and guess already one day you get used to it. They they enjoy it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you've uh, probably heard some of the negative publicity about the Dominican Republic. Uh, what would you say yeah. to those people that just may have some reservations of going to the Dominican Republic?
2: Um, I want to be really really honest. I, I I'm living now in the Dominican Republic. I have three kids, six, three, and one year old. Um, I'm also the general manager. I'm the, the, the responsible of the 600 employees and the 1,000 guests we already have here today in the hotel, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that it's a perfectly safe country. Um, things happen, as in other countries. I've been living in many, many countries, in China, in Puerto Rico, in Mexico, in Indonesia. And I can tell to everybody that this is a safe country to, 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 to come, a safe country to visit. Um, in, in, in terms of the hotels, at least uh, uh, many hotel internationals and international brands and all the international brands, uh, hotel brands, we really play safe. Um, you can imagine uh, uh, we, we we don't play I, at the end. We, we want to show to everybody that we are really uh, professionals. Uh, we import all the drinks we have in the hotel, all the food. Um, so we really, um, we don't uh, serve any type of uh, food or beverage that we have not controlled by ourselves. We have uh, our own standards control international ones where they check with a doctor. Uh, we have a 24-hour doctor in, 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 in place, and also they take uh, analysis of the food and beverage every single day to check that everything is under control. Uh, we are having two or 300 uh, children with us. So we really take very, very seriously uh, all, all, the, all the measures in terms of food and beverage. And in terms of the country, uh, it's really a pity what is going on in the, in the media. But I can tell you from here that it is totally, totally out of, 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 of the reality. No, we are going every day uh, to school. Uh, nothing is happening here in the, in the Dominican Republic. Uh, they try to, I don't know why they try to, 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 to show in the, in the, in the media sometimes.
0: Well, it looks like a fabulous resort. Uh, it's the brand new, it's only been open for about six months, the Grand Reserve at Paradisus Palma Real. And Jamie Piedras Martinez is the general manager of the uh, Grand Reserve. Uh, thanks for your insight, Jamie. It was a real pleasure chatting with you. Thank you for taking the time.
2: Thank you very much. And I hope to receive many, many Canadians here in the Dominican Republic.
0: Well, if you recall a few weeks back, we took our podcast on the road to Southern California, visiting many areas such as Anaheim, Venice Beach, Universal Studios, to name a few. While we were in Venice Beach, by the way, we had breakfast and lunch at a couple of places that I should mention. The Waterfront Cafe, located right along the boardwalk. Great spot to have breakfast outdoors. Do some people watching while you're uh, chowing down your bacon and eggs and your coffee. And then we had lunch at the Charcoal Restaurant. That's just a few blocks down from the beachfront itself. Uh, Another great place uh, to have lunch. So a couple of spots that I highly recommend in Venice Beach. Uh, Meanwhile, while we were in Southern California touring around, I got the chance to meet up with Jamie Foley. She is the Vice President of Global Communications for the Los Angeles Tourism and Convention Board. And here now is that conversation for you. When you talk about Los Angeles, I mean, it's one of those destinations that's really hard to pinpoint one thing about it that makes it famous. So uh, that's the challenge I present to you. So if you're planning a trip to Los Angeles, where do you begin?
3: All right, well... Let's assume that you've got kids with you and you're looking for some family activities. Um, You're first probably gonna head to your hotel and I recommend the Garland in the Valley. Uh, The Garland is a wonderful hotel. They have a really cool and fun room called their family suites. They have bunk beds, which I know adults enjoy just as much as kids. (laughs) They do dive in movies in the summer. They have a wonderful restaurant on property that feels like you're in somebody's big backyard. So it's a little sense of LA lifestyle living right out of hotel. Um, And the great thing about the Garland is that they are so close to Universal and Warner Brothers. They actually have a shuttle directly to Universal. So that Mm -hmm. cuts down on a lot of transportation time for families.
0: Perfect. Well, that's uh, two options that people look to when they go to Los Angeles is Universal. Uh, Let's touch on that uh, a little bit down the road in our our chat here. What I want to talk about is Warner Brothers because I understand there's a... Is there a new museum opening up or something that Warner Brothers is doing uh, in the coming... uh, months in ahead
3: yes so um we actually have our friends right down i know that you're listening to me you can't see me but um <laughs> we're in anaheim at ipw and our friends at warner brothers are just on the way and can talk more about this um but they are uh, bringing the big bang theory set to the Warner Brothers Studio Tour, which is super exciting for any fans of that show. Um, So let me just tell you a little bit about the tour itself, Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with it. Um, This is a, a tour of actual working movie lots. So it's a back lot tour, you load up in a tram, and you will be toured around the property by a super helpful guide who will <laughs> tell you all kinds of movie history facts. Um, you'll stop by the friend's couch. You'll get to see the friend's couch. Um, you'll get to see all kinds of working sets. So the, the tour changes every time you're there because it depends upon what's actually filming that day. Mm. Um, so if you have been, it would definitely be worthwhile to go back and like I said, the Big Bang Theory set will be there uh, later this summer, early fall.
0: Mm. Uh, another uh, new museum that's opening up, if my memory is, serves me correctly, is at the uh, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences to add that, correct?
3: You nailed it, <laughs> this is a biggie. We are all very excited about this. So at the end of 2019, date um, hasn't been released yet, but the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences will open up on Wilshire, and this has been so highly anticipated. We all know about the Oscars, but the Oscars have never had a museum in what mm. better place than Los Angeles. So they'll have a rotating series of exhibits, and then they'll also have a permanent collection. They're going to have a massive, massive, massive movie theater, so they'll do screenings there on a regular basis. Um, They uh, also have an amazing rooftop that gives you beautiful views of the city, and you can spend really the entire day there. It's a gorgeous campus. They've Mm. built this crazy dome structure that is just visually arresting. So even if you're there walking around, you'll certainly be entertained.
0: Well, that's something uh, would be a must-see thing if you're a movie fan. Even if you're not, the interest uh, just to find out the, the history and, and what goes on behind a movie, right?
3: Certainly. And once you're in that area, actually, that's kind of our museum row, if you will. Mm-hmm. So um, you've been to the Academy Museum now, let's say. You can walk next door to LACMA, which is one of our most popular contemporary art museums. Uh, They've got Urban Light. I don't know if you've heard of this or seen pictures of it, but it's um, an exhibition outside the Permanent Collection, and it's a series of light posts. Uh, People love taking photos in it, and so we'd (laughs) recommend you stop there and do that. And LACMA always has an amazing um, new exhibition, so check their schedule to see what's on when you're in town. Mm -hmm.
0: Another place, and this was brought up by a colleague of mine that was uh, recently in Los Angeles, is the Griffin Griffin and Griffith uh, Conservatory, or... Observatory, the Griffith Observatory.
3: The Griffith Observatory. So, did you see La La Land?
0: It's. I haven't seen it yet. So, but it's. The, I still have to see it.
3: Okay. So that's that's a homework assignment. But yeah. um, Griffith Observatory basically plays a, a character role almost in La La Land, and it's been in a ton of other movies as well. Um, and it's it's an LA icon. It's one of the most breathtaking places that you can visit in LA. It has sweeping views of the ocean on a very clear day, sweeping views of downtown, and um, what's amazing about Griffith is that there's so many different things you can do there. Okay, for starters, you can hike. So you can hike all around the Griffith Observatory area. It has wonderful views of the Hollywood sign. So if anyone's interested in seeing the sign, I strongly recommend you do that from the Griffith Observatory. Um, Additionally, Griffith has a fantastic planetarium. So uh, one of the largest domes actually for planetariums anywhere. Uh, so they have shows on a regular basis so for people interested in seeing night sky activity they can check out the planetarium and they have a really interesting evening program at Griffith where they have telescopes available for the public and so anyone can pop on up at, you know, after sunset and use one of the public telescopes and they actually have astronomers on hand To help guide you through the night sky and that's free that's an amazing activity for everybody to participate in and one saturday night a month they have night sky parties oh cool yeah
0: yeah well okay now we've touched on a number of things down the road that are coming and uh, things you can do uh we mentioned universal studios i guess we got to touch on that now right
3: universal has a lot going on so they uh are launching jurassic world a jurassic world um, area later this year as well and if you've not been to Universal, that is a great way to spend your day. And if you're coming in time for Halloween, then they've also got Halloween Horror Nights, which goes on now for weeks and weeks and is one of their most popular attractions. Definitely worth a visit.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, now, those are the the biggies that uh, people, most people know about. Tell me about some hidden uh, places that people might not know about.
3: So before, I wouldn't say this is hidden necessarily because it's the most spectacularly uh, designed stadium that we've seen until the Hollywood Park Stadium opens next year but the Bank of California Stadium opened up an exhibition park which is an area of downtown LA and it's a wonderful campus you've got the California Science Center there which has the Endeavor Space Shuttle and you've got the Coliseum um, which is obviously not a hidden gem, everybody knows the Coliseum. <laughs> yeah. um, but the Bank of California Stadium is home to LAFC, the Los Angeles Football Club, which okay. is one of, our newer, um, one of our newer sports teams. Mm. And you can catch a soccer game right now. They are absolutely amazing. You're so close to the pitch. It's really, it's such an exhilarating experience. Mm-hmm. Tickets are 30 bucks or less, and also attached or near uh, the Bank of California Stadium is the fields. So, And that is a new kind of elevated food hall concept. Mm -hmm. Children eat free. You can have tacos. There's amazing games, like giant games set up. They have a great happy hour for adults. Everybody gets to have a little fun. So I would definitely check out LAFC's schedule before you come in town.
0: Yeah, well, and and sports uh, uh, travel is, uh, well, it's always been very popular and certainly LA has a lot to offer, right?
3: Absolutely, so in addition to LAFC, just talking about downtown alone, We've got, um, the, of course, the Rams that have been playing at the Coliseum, they'll play there until 2020 when the new stadium opens. You've got the Clippers, the Sparks, and the Lakers at Staples in addition to the Kings. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got that little team called the Dodgers. So, you know, you're not gonna run out of Of sports activity to do in LA and then you can head to the beach and watch some beach volleyball which is one of the most accessible sports on the planet.
0: Well and we'd be be remiss if we didn't talk about beaches so we got about a minute to cover beaches.
3: Okay so you want to go to the beach in LA and all of our beaches are really so different from one another so I'll kind of break them down for you here quickly. If you've got small kids I recommend Mother's Beach in Marina del Rey because it's protected water, your kids can splash around, easy parking everywhere. Venice Beach is arguably our most accessible Iconic Beach, and um, Venice has a long pier, tons of restaurants, amazing shopping, people watching. You can run bikes, you can learn how to skateboard at the skateboard park in Venice. see lots of local color and <laughs> taking a lot of culture. And then you can go on up the way, Santa Monica's right there, and then you can continue cruising north to Malibu. And there's some fantastic surfing happening in Malibu.
0: You did very well. You covered a lot in the time that we had. I'm sure we could go on for hours. Uh, Jamie Foley with Los Angeles Tourism and Convention uh, Board. Uh, what's, is it Discover LA, the website?
3: Yeah, so check us out at, that actually is a great tip. So before you visit us, go to discoverlosangeles.com, acquaint yourself with the city. It's We have a big city and a lot to offer, so we have tons of content on our site. We have movie guides, we have um, best places to eat, best places to find ramen, all kinds of things. So check out discoverlosangeles.com. Outstanding. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.